hey, welcome to day three of Audience Week. I'm Atiba. I'm so glad that you're here with me uh, today because we're going to dive into actually some of the science and a little bit of the art as well of figuring out your ideal customer. That's what we're talking about all week long. My promise to you was that I was going to show you the framework that we use with all of our clients okay, to create their ideal customers, to understand their ideal customers. And then by the end of the week, we'll even delve into how you can actually find those people. Okay. So Monday we started off and, you know, you got to be obsessed about your audience. We're talking about audience this week, right? But the first and most important thing is you must be obsessed about your audience. You got to be all in in getting to know who your audience is so that you can speak directly to them. And we talked about a stadium example. And I said, what if you were on stage presenting in front of this stadium? Your ideal audience would be those people on the front row, those people who are jumping up and, and, and they bought everything and they are all in with you. Those are your ideal customers. That's who you want to talk to the most, right there, those people. So we talked about that on day one. Then yesterday, I introduced you to the concept of a persona. And a persona is where we're actually creating a character that we're going to give a name to, right? We're going to give a name to this character, but what we're marrying here as we're creating a a real person almost is the demographics of that person plus plus their psychographics, how they think and feel and why they think and feel certain ways, times their buyer behavior. We put all of that together and we get an actionable persona that you can actually use to go out and reach your ideal customer. Find them and reach them, okay? So today we're diving into some of the science. So we said your persona Demographics, psychographics. We're going to talk about these two today. We're going to talk about the demographics. How do you figure out some of the demographics? And we're going to talk about the psychographics. And now there are tons of ways that you can find demographics on people, right? Um, there are tons of research houses that and websites that do all kinds of studies, and you can pay thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars for fantastic research. And if you want to, go for it. But you're more than welcome to because they'll give you more information than you can possibly gather on your own. But guess what? Facebook actually gives us a free way to start doing this research. Something that you can do right now. Something that you have access to right now. Okay, as long as you have a business page on Facebook. So if you have a Facebook page for anything, you have access to this tool that I'm about to show you. And let me pull this up and share my screen here with you. Bring this up here. All right. Okay, so guys, this is business.facebook.com. Business.facebook.com. Once you go there and you log in, you get this this screen. This is a very, very old client of mine. Um, It was 
actually a contest we ran for somebody back in 2010. Um, so was that 11 years ago now? But anyway, um, this is what you'll see. But up here will be your company or how many ever Facebook pages that you manage. Uh, you, and you can choose them from there uh, and pull down. Okay. Then over here on the left-hand side is a link for insights. You're going to click on the link for insights, and that's going to take you to Facebook Business Insights. And you can get a lot of information here. Like I said, this is an old page. It hasn't been used in over 10 years, so there's not a ton of information um, to, to look at uh, here. But we're, what we're going to do, see right now, overview is highlighted. We're going to come down to audience. So we're going to click on audience. And when this loads... It's going to have two options under the main panel here, either current audience or potential audience. We're going to click on potential audience, make sure that that's clicked on, because that's what we want to look at. We want to look at potential audience. People are out there. We're doing research on people we don't know yet. We're not doing research right now on people that we do know, people that we don't know. Okay? Now, from here... On this is a report literally that, that Facebook is giving you, and you can see age and gender, uh, top cities where they live, and countries, obviously, which, which relate to um, the cities that they live in, and then the top pages that they like. So how do you use this? Well, we come back up to the top here, all right, and at the top in blue, over here on the right is the filter button. We're going to press filter. And now we have a bunch of different options. We can filter by location. We can filter by age, gender, interest, and even the language that they speak. Okay. So now this is where we go back to step one. Okay. Of the, um, of the persona development exercise that we talked about yesterday. Right, I gave you those four steps out of the, the 10. Then step one, when we identified our ideal customer, we started writing down everything we knew about them. And then step two, when we started to create some hypotheses, right? Now we're starting to look at some of that data that we've gathered and we're gonna put it in here and see what Facebook tells us about people we don't know, okay? So we're gonna do this. And I've got, um, let's say we have um, a shop that sells clay items, pots, and um, I don't know what else. You, you don't get pans with clay, right? Pots and other, other clay type of stuff and clay making items. And we're located in, let me get two cities. Let's say Birmingham, Alabama, and Richmond, Virginia. Okay, two cities, and we have a clay shop. And oh, here's one other important thing. We sell to men only. That's who's on our front row. We've got the men who like clay. Okay, here we go. So over here in our filters, we're going to put in Birmingham and choose Birmingham, Alabama, and Richmond. Okay. Um, and here's Richmond, Virginia. So now, as we do that, we'll see here uh, in the main panel, the report is changing. We went from, I think it said 260 million potential audience size down to 820 potential audience size. 
Okay. Now we know we want men. All right. Now we didn't specify age. That's fine for right now. You don't have to specify everything. Okay. You can specify a little as much as you want. It would give you information. But watch this. So we've specified men. So now we're all the way down to 370,000 people. So the audience is shrinking down. That's okay, though. That's all right. That's all right. Still, still a big audience. We're going to learn some stuff about them. Now, we are going to put in here pottery and clay. Okay. And there's some more clay stuff here. What else did I see? I saw oh, po polymer clay. That sounds good. Uh, I, um, it sounds good. I don't actually know what it is, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Um, and modeling clay. Okay. Boom. We've put all this stuff in. And now we see in these two cities, we have an audience size that likes this stuff. That is 15,000 men. Now, as we scroll and we look here, we'll see, well, look, look at this. Men between 18 and 24 don't really like this. So is there really any chance that they're going to be on our front row? Mm, probably not. When we're doing our demographic research, probably not. We're probably not going to be marketing to them. Okay. Now, you may have some specialized thing where you would, but in most cases, probably not. That's not who you're looking for. All right. We're looking at 25 to 34. That's 26.4% of the men, okay? And 35 to 44 is 24% of the men, so on and so forth, through the different age ranges. And so we're just looking at age right now. And we may now start to say, well, you know, let's go back and look at these customers that we pulled up. What age ranges are they in? Oh, shoot. They're all in 25 to 34. Or, you know what? They're both in 25 to 34 and 35 to 44. We start to see, and Facebook starts to help us see some similarities, okay? Ask some questions, and then also start to look at maybe we even have some disparities. Let's say it was all your ideal customers were between 18 and 24, and you're looking at this data, and you're saying, well, there's a lot more customers in other areas. Are those really my ideal customers? Did I make a mistake? Is there something else I should be considering? And you ask these questions, guys, because you want the answer. You want to answer yourself. You want yourself to say to, to yourself, yes, we want 18 to 24 because we're serving high school students. So clearly, that's who we're looking for. Or no, we don't want 18 to 24. We want this age range, right? And so the data starts to make you question what you already know, and that's a good thing because you're either going to prove or disprove your hypothesis, which is the entire point, okay? Now, top cities, we already knew the top cities because we dictated which cities that they were in, right? We knew the countries because that was all in the United States. But then look at this. It tells you the top pages. So 15% of these men like Amazon.com, 14% like Walmart, 13% like Kevin Hart, right? Uh, Samsung comes in at 12.66%, so on and so forth. Now, what we're looking for here is some interesting information because what we're going to do is ask, why is it that men in that, that like pottery and all of this also like Kevin Hart? 
Is there some commonality there? Is there some cross-section there? Is there something that we can use in the way that Kevin Hart talks to these people, because he's talking to these 15,000 people, at least 14% of them, he's talking to them. So is there something that he's saying that resonates? Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe his family guy in the TV show. The point is, they gave you a list of things that this audience likes in common. And your job now, going back to the hypothesis, is to start to ask the question, why? What is it? What's going on? Um, CBS 6 News. Why do I like CBS 6 News? Oh, well, it's the biggest, I'm making this up because I don't know for sure. It's the biggest news station in in um, Alabama. So that's why they like it. Okay, that makes sense, right? Um, so you start to look and, and see, is there something that I can find here? Is there a commonality that I hadn't considered here? Is there something that validates my hypothesis here? Okay? So that's the, those are the things you're starting to look at. Now, you also may get to the place where you say, well, this doesn't make sense. Right? So they like Kevin Hart and they like Donald Trump. Well, those two seem to be on opposite ends of the spectrum. So how is it that they like both of them? And you may then start to go back and say, okay, well, let's now drill down a little more because we looked at all age ranges. Let's not go and add in, say, the age range we want. And we want 25 through 34, let's say. Come on. Uh, Where's 34? There's 34. We want 25 through 34. And we're going to choose this. And so now, obviously, that's our age range. And, oh, it's got no data for us now. That happens, too. Sometimes you get too granular. You only have 4,400 people. These guys, they don't have enough data on what they share in common that also love pottery, clay, and everything else. And so you start to say, oh, wow. Yeah, maybe I got a little too granular. Maybe I need to look at this a little bit broader, right? So we're going to say... I'm going to add some of the older gentlemen in here a bit. Nope, still no data. Oh, no, I did 45 to 45. That's why. Um, here, let's do the 35 to 45 crew and see what we come up with. Um, okay, still no data. And that happens. We've gotten too granular that we can't find any commonalities. And that happens sometimes. And that's okay. But this is the point. We get in here and we play and we look and we try to see how can we slice and dice this data. We were trying to prove, well, why is it that some of them like Donald Trump and some of them like Kevin Hart? And we thought, well, maybe we can slice it up by age and figure out why some like Donald Trump and Kevin Hart. And guess what? We weren't able to do it in those age ranges that we chose. I just updated the age range and included um, 25 all the way through uh, 45, actually. Okay? And let's see what we got now. Look at this. Kevin Hart's no longer on the list. So that means it was either the younger guys or the much older guys that liked Kevin Hart. But the people in the middle didn't. Okay? And so this is where we start to slice and dice and we start to see, okay, what are the commonalities? Let's play around with this. Um, we're in Richmond, and, and so we can't change the, the location 
Okay, no problem. But maybe it was that we put too much stuff in here. Maybe we got to take modeling clay out or, or something. My point here is you play around, you play with the data and you massage and you look at the differences. Or maybe you don't want to look at Birmingham and Richmond at the same time. Okay. You play around with the data. Facebook gives you access to this for free. For free. Yes. Can you go out and pay someone else to do all this research for you? and pay thousands of dollars, yes, you can. And you will get a lot more data than what Facebook is giving you right here. But as a start, Facebook is going to give you enough that if you play around in here and you ask questions about why they why they like this, well, these two things don't seem to match. Well, how do we look at this audience a little bit different and say, okay, well, no, it was this group that liked this and this group that liked Kevin Hart and this group that liked Donald Trump. Okay, now I understand. Where does that fit going back to my persona now? Where does that fit? I found two things that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. And let's say when you went back to your persona, you realize that, yes, this ideal customer that you pulled out uh, as your model, if you will, they like Kevin Hart. This one likes Donald Trump. Opposite ends of the spectrum. And so are, is that does that matter to your product? If you're selling shoes, it may not matter. It may not matter, right? If you're selling retirement accounts, it might matter. Who knows? That's what you have to figure out as the business owner. You have to start to ask those questions. That's the hypothesis stage. You're asking those questions. Okay, if you like Kevin Hart and you like Donald Trump, does that really matter about whether or not you're going to buy my product and how you respond to me talking about my product. Do I have to talk to the person who likes Kevin Hart differently than the person who likes Donald Trump? And if you're selling, again, here's, here's a better one. If you're selling mason jars, no, right? You can, it's a mason jar. doesn't matter if you're Kevin Hart or if you like Kevin Hart or you like the, it's a mason jar. Kind of get where I'm going with that? So you're going to use... Facebook to its fullest, okay? We're going to use Facebook to its absolute fullest because it gives us this tool. Again, that's business.facebook.com. It gives us this tool and it allows us to, to really start to do research, start to gather some data, seeing what pages they like and comment is super, super important. You can make a lot of assumptions, hypotheses about that. Okay, so that's the demographic side. And some of the demographic side, but now let's talk about this whole psychographic thing. Yeah, let's talk about this whole psychographic thing because for a lot of people that, that I've worked with um, here in Traffic Keys and even just in at the agency, most people don't understand the, the, the psychographics, right? And the psychographics is, honestly, why are they doing this? Like, what's really going on here? What is it that, that really moves them? What are their, it goes beyond their interests, but why do they have those interests? And I like to call, and uh, people hate when I say this, but it doesn't matter because I say it all the time. Um, but I like to call psychographics and the psychographic research as diving into the abyss of why. Because literally, 
that's what you have to do. You have to continually and repeatedly ask why. So they like Kevin Hart. Why is that? Why, why do they like Kevin Hart? Oh, because of this? Okay, what about that do they like? And why do they like it? And you just keep digging. And you keep digging. You keep asking why and why and why and why. And you keep asking why. You keep digging. Because you're trying to uncover, as we talked about yesterday, the pain that they're in. Okay? The pain that they're in. And if you've seen a lot of my other videos on on identifying pain and understanding your customer's pain, you know, there are three types of pain. The internal pain, the external pain, and the philosophical pain. And you're asking why? Because you're trying to figure out those three types of pain that they're in right now that will cause them to move and act towards you and buy your product. And so you want to keep asking why. You look at those brands. You look at the fact that they live in the suburbs. Why do they live in the suburbs? Well, they live in the suburbs uh, because, you know, it, it has better schools. Or they live in the suburbs because it was safer. They live in the suburbs because, you know, they want to escape from, from work. When they come home, they don't want anything around them that makes them think of work. All valid reasons why people might live in the suburbs, right? Which one of those may appeal to your customer, depending on your industry, um, we, is a question that you have to ask. And when you ask that question and it comes back, well, we, they wanted better schools for their kids. Well, why? Why do they want better schools for their kids? Well, they want better schools for their kids because they want to have their, their kids to get a great education and they don't feel like they can get that in the inner city schools. Why? Why is it that they think that? And why, why is that important? Okay, why is an education, a better education for the kids, so important that they moved out and uh, to the suburbs and everything else? Why is that important? And you may get all the way down, and who knows? There are tons of different reasons why, you know, as parents, you make a decision for your kids to go to certain schools. Okay, it may be because you had a stellar education and you want them to have a stellar education, or it could be on the complete opposite side. You had an awful education and you want them to have a stellar education. There's so many different reasons why someone would want to live in the suburbs so that they could be closer to better schools. And your job, if that was your persona and that was one of their reasons, one of the things that came out of your doing your research is to ask why. Why is this so important to them? What does it really mean to them? What get, Let's get to the core of it. And you just keep asking why. If you remember back to two days ago when I showed you the, the big diagram of all 10 steps, and step number 10 is you refine, you refine. The act of refinement is asking why. So even though we come up with all of our answers now, when we're actually dealing with real customers and we're seeing something different, or even if we see something that, that validates what we, we believe, we ask, why? 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 That gets at their psychographics. What's really going on? What is it that makes them move and makes them tick? Okay? Now, you take all of that and then you start to ask, okay, I've done all of this research and I've thought about it, but I'm doing all this thinking inside of my head. There are big brands 
who are also talking to my customer. Matter of fact, Facebook gave us a list of them. <laughs> All right. Facebook gave us a list of them based on the research that we did. We can go to those companies' websites. We can go to their Facebook pages. We know that they're talking to our audience in some way. We can go there to their properties, their website, their Facebook page, their Instagram, their TikTok, their whatever else you want to go to, their Twitter. And then you can start looking at how they're communicating with the customer that you're trying to communicate with as well. Sure. I'm not a comedian. You might be a comedian. And so if Kevin Hart came up in as a, an interest, a top interest for your audience or for my audience, yes, I'm not selling comedy. However, if he's communicating to my audience, I want to go see how he's doing it. I want to see how he's doing it because when I see how he's doing it, I'm going to be able to ask a very important question, which y'all should know by now. Why? So let me pull this up real quick. I want to take you to a website. Um, let me see if this is going to happen here. Um, take you to. I'm going to take you to the AARP website. Okay. So if you're in the U.S., Probably have heard of ARRP. They help older adults with all sorts of stuff, um, insurance and, and other types of benefits and discounts and that type of thing, okay? That's what AARP does. So their demographic is 55 years old and, and up, and I'm sure they've defined their persona a heck of a lot more than that, but we know it's 55 years old. And actually, it might even be, no, I think it's 55 and up. Okay, so if, let's say, we realized that we were also talking to that age group and AARP came up as one of their top likes or top interests, it would behoove us to come to the AARP website and just take a look around, All right? So here we go. They've got red, that's their, their color, no problem. Nice little picture here, grandma, grandpa, and, and little baby looking at the camera. Don't ever get babies to look at the camera, so they did a really great job here, okay? But now let's look at, look, look what they're saying here. Why planning is crucial if you're remarried with kids. Okay, all right? So it's important to avoid these five money mistakes. Okay. All right. Um, so they're talking about money. What else are they talking about here? They're, what happens to debt after you die? Again, we're talking about money. Next thing, bankruptcy doesn't solve all money problems. Huh. Okay. Still talking about money. Uh, freeing yourself from credit card burdens. More money. All they've talked about so far is money and managing money, right? Lots of that going on right here. So we know these people who are talking to people who are 55 and older, lots about money and lots about debt, okay? Money and debt, that's what they're talking about to these people. Now, let's say for a moment that you were in the fitness industry and you were doing fitness for older adults. Well, AARP likely would have come up in the list of interests, and you would have come to this website and you'll see all this stuff about money and you're thinking, well, what's that got to do with me? 
Like I'm I'm here trying to get you fit, get you in shape, you know? Get grandma, grandma looking good. Get grandma in a bathing suit or whatever it is that you're doing <laughs> um, in the fitness industry. And you're thinking, this has nothing to do with me. And now we're scrolling some more. We're scrolling. Oh, look at this. They start talking about BMI calculator. Okay, so that has something to do with, with me. Tips on for exercise and weight loss. Okay, so if it was fitness industry, I see, okay, here's how they're talking about um, my industry here to this audience. Because we already know that my audience has an interest in this from the research we did on Facebook. And they're confirming that they have some interest. But here's what they're also confirming to you that you cannot miss. Where's BMI calculator and tips on exercise and weight loss? You had to scroll down to get that. What's something that they're more interested in than exercise and weight loss? Money, debt. So let me ask you, if you were a fitness coach, right? A personal trainer and you saw this, what would you consider for the psychographics of your your uh, persona as it relates to your product? How would you start to talk to them? Could you talk to them from the perspective of, is your debt stopping you from losing weight? <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, because you're stressed out. And so I can help you break that cycle and learn how to deal with the stress so that you can lose weight. You're not losing weight because you're stressed out about the money. Are you here to help them figure out their money issues? No, you're not. But you know that's a major concern to them. AARP is telling you they are super concerned about money and debt. So figure out how you can use that. That's how we become obsessed with our customer. That's how we we figure out the psychographics, the pain points of our customer. So many times we want to think about pain, we want to think, and we only think about ourselves and our product, but it's so much wider than that. It's so much wider. If you can consider how other pain points that they're dealing with in their lives can relate to what you're dealing with, you, my friend, are going to win the race. Because you're going to be able to talk to people at a level that no one else can, that no one else can. Okay, so that's how, guys, using Facebook, we can take the science and do the research and come up with, with hard data on the research of what they like, where they live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? from that free information that Facebook gives us. And then we start to marry it with the psychographic of why. Why do they feel this way? Why do they believe this? Why do they like this, this site? Why do they live in this community? Why do they, why? And then we take it one step further and we look at the brands that are already communicating to that customer that Facebook told you about, okay? And you may know some yourself, but Facebook has given it to you with real data. And you come to their website, you go to their Facebook page, and you look and see how are they talking to this demographic? How are they talking to them? And why are they saying these things? What's going on in this person's life that they need to hear these things from this brand who spent 
not billions, probably millions of dollars to be obsessed about them. Okay? So now we take all of that data. It's a lot of data. Y'all feel me on this? That's a lot of data on your personas. And like we said, looking at probably going to have two, maybe three personas, but even still, that's a lot of data. What are you going to do with all of it? (laughs) Well, I got an answer for you. Okay. Um, And if you hit the link down below, you can get these next two things that I'm going to show you right now. Okay. Um, And these are two tools that we actually use at the agency. All right. Um, So when you do your buyer persona and you've got your ideal customer one, two, and three, you, this is a very simple template tool here where you can input the demographic and some of the psychographic data and then come down to the bottom down here and actually start building out the personas, their name, their age, their gender, their ethnicity, et cetera, et cetera. Going through and get some of their goal psychographics all put in here. Okay. So you can have one document where you're actually starting to create the written form of everything that you have on your persona. But that's pretty darn ugly. Because, but what you do with all of this data, and it's going to be a lot of data, is you take it then and we present it in this beautiful graphical format. Now, I'm giving you this template. You're welcome to, to use this template. Template. It's got sections on it. You can change any of the sections um, on here to match whatever you want them to change. Let me just be 100% honest with you. I've done hundreds, you know, thousands of personas at this point in my life, okay? And I've never worked with a company where we were able to use the same persona template. Every company's persona template is going to be different. They're going to have different sections. They're going to be different things that you care about. And that's okay. It's just a template. Feel free to change this up. But what I want you to see is, what do you see? Yes, there's a big picture of her. There she has a name, Charlotte Walker. Identify, make the person real. That's the point of this graphic. Is you want to make the person real. Make that persona real. So that you can really consider how does this person, not this bunch of data on a page, how does this person actually react okay guys i know day three hump day that was a lot if you need to watch it again go for it (laughs) okay feel free to go for it watch it again not a problem i complete that's what you needed to do um i probably should have kid myself because that was a lot of data a lot of information on on how to do personas, how to actually start to create them, all right? But I hope you start to get the point uh, why this is so important and why it can be so helpful. And I want you to commit, if you're going to start to do this, I want you to commit to doing it the whole way through, all the way through creating that pretty graphic in the end and making your persona real, real, okay? Making your persona real. Now, if you want either of those two um, things that I just showed you, 
um, the handouts there, just hit the link down below and you can download those. All right. Just hit that link and go download it. I put it there for you. Those are the actual tools that we use at the agency. So go, go grab those. Uh, so that's it for day three. I'll be back tomorrow for day four. And we're going to now, now that we have a picture of who your audience is, we're going to start talking about when do they need you? When does your audience actually need you? All right, everybody. I will see you tomorrow. Bye.